January's gone already. So if you've jumped on board with any New Year's resolutions, I hope it's going well for you. I personally have stuck to one New Year's resolution so far, but posting podcasts, remember that was on one of my lists. So I actually have a podcast that I had recorded last year in the midst of South Australia winter, which was my first time experiencing proper seasonal change coming from Queensland and obviously over the years doing lots of travel. I've almost always travelled with summer, having done maybe two or three snowy winters in Europe. Um, So this is more of a backtrack to camping in South Australia in winter last year, but it's a podcast about camping and sleep. So I hope you enjoy it. It is uh, something that I pre-recorded, so it might sound a little bit different, but Let me know what you think. So as my usual methods of rolling out my podcast, I am just going to jump straight in. And I I think recently for this particular podcast, I've gained a lot of inspiration from my personal life. Um, and how I've been managing things, particularly with the proper seasonal weather here in South Australia, which is a real winter. Um, So obviously being from Queensland, being born and bred there and only really being exposed to proper winter climate when I travel interstate or travel internationally, it's come as a real shock to my system. So I have had to learn how to dress appropriately and layer up and I have also had to come to terms with paying a higher energy bill to account for the length of time that I have the heater on throughout the day particularly when I'm working from home. Anyway last week I had a moment of awareness I suppose you could say that I realized that my my mood has been particularly low probably in the last six to eight weeks. And I know that seems like a long time, but I swear to you, it flew by so quickly. And I definitely think that that is somewhat related to the lower temperatures, the sun obviously going down and and rising a lot later in the day. And um, just in general terms, not being able to exercise outdoors as comfortably as I'm used to. So obviously um, not running my day-to-day activities as I ordinarily would, which is regular exercise, um, eating my meals at particular times and that sort of thing hasn't really been well maintained. Uh, There's obviously been a number of other factors involved, but we were not going to go into that today. What I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is sleep. Um, And I know that this podcast is obviously predominantly based around exploring Australia and internationally as well. We're going to get to that. But I have more recently realized how therapeutic it is to go camping in terms of sleep and the health benefits, I guess, in in being in nature and using your natural body clock to manage stress and anxiety and reduce that tension that you tend to build up over the week, the working week. So obviously we've got general low mood that you can experience in different seasons, 
Um, there's obviously also more heavily into the diagnosis side of things of seasonal affective disorders, which I feel I personally experienced some symptoms of just because I am a summer person and being in the hot sun and being in the heat is something that I manage really, really well versus being a, in a prolonged period of time in a position where the temperature is consistently cold and I, I already am one of those people that is cold during summer anyway. I get cold feet and cold fingers, so winter is particularly hard for me. So I thought as we delve into how camping could benefit you and your sleep in that sense, and I guess also reminding you all that this is just generally my personal feeling about everything. It's not psychological advice, despite um, my background, which people are quite aware of now. Um, but I thought we would just quickly chat about the type of gear that I use myself personally to make it a more comfortable sleep. Interestingly enough, um, contrary to previous podcasts where I have really very much recorded things as I go and sometimes stumbled along, said a lot of ums, said a lot of ahs, I did a lot of prep work and a lot of research for this particular podcast because I wanted to offer you guys some valuable information. So I did write a few things down and I thought it was hilarious afterwards I felt as though I had written a bit of a blog versus dot points which is what I would usually work with when I'm speaking into a microphone which is new by the way let me know the sound quality so I'm going to read a little bit of it out to you and then we're going to wing it from there on because my personality type definitely dislikes immensely those sorts of lectures or training days that you have for work where people literally read from the slideshow and you're falling asleep no matter how co many coffees you've had. Anyway, what I have written to myself is that winter camping can get cold real fast, particularly in those early hours of the morning. So it's important to have the right gear for a good night's sleep so that you don't turn into a popsicle overnight. Trust me, I've been there. It was not a pleasant experience being wrapped up in 10 layers on top of an airbed with condensation built up on the inside, slowly deflating and still feeling ice cold in my bones. On the flip side, I did wake up to a gorgeous morning with the car and the tent covered in a glistening coat of frosting. So naturally over the years, I have tried almost every camping sleep option there is. As you can see, <laughs> pre-narrated sounds really, I guess, too robotic for me, but it was an interesting experience. We slept on one of those double height air mattresses, which we filled up during the day. And anyone who's been to Queensland knows that during the daytime in winter, you could still reach 30 degrees or higher. So you're filling it up with warm air based on the ambient temperature outside. And then overnight, especially in the early hours of the morning, the temperature drops and the air becomes very, very cold and changes that inside the air mattress. And if you don't have anything under the air mattress, all of the ground temperature also comes up through that. So it was a very uncomfortable night. I was wearing multiple layers, a beanie, gloves, socks, and I was still effing freezing. So I have tried air beds. I've tried stretches. I have tried foam mats of different styles. Currently, my 
favorite and probably should have bought many, many years ago might have prevented sore backs and sore knees. But um, one of those self-inflating high density foam mattresses. So we opted for a queen size, of course, want to be comfortable. I don't want anyone in my sleep space. Um, so we bought one of those June branded ones from Anaconda. It was on sale. It was one of the cheaper models because we weren't really sure if that's what we wanted. Didn't want to go and spend $300. So I think it cost us on sale. It was probably, I think it was about $100 or $120 or something like that. So, you know, something reasonable to trial a bedding style or type that you're not really sure if it's suitable for you. So we set that up in a six man tent and currently using a Coleman six man tent, one of those pop-up ones. My God, it's a time saver. Absolutely the most easiest thing I've ever done. It takes up less space than a swag. It's lighter than a swag, takes less time to set up and it is just more comfortable. So you can stand inside you can fit a double air mattress in there if you'd like to, um, if you're someone that likes to sit on the side of your bed and things like that. So yeah, really, really great tent. So the good thing that I've found about a self-inflating foam mattress is because it's obviously so dense, it protects you from the, the ground temperature, the ambient temperature outside. It doesn't absorb all of that and then try to share it with your body overnight is refreshing after using well having the airbed experience um, but you can obviously if you need to add extra layers under your mattress there's a lot of information out there it can be quite overwhelming a lot of people make suggestions that you put it under your tent a lot of other people say you know put some matting under the um, mattress on the floor of the tent to protect you from the cold coming out of the earth through the tent but at the end of the day whatever's underneath your mattress isn't going to protect you from the air temperature outside and unless you've got a really cool camper van set up that has a system that can provide heating you really need to find a mattress that's going to prevent body absorption of that cold air overnight so that you can get a good night's sleep and then obviously paired with that it's really important that you have a decent sleeping bag. So this is another thing that I have struggled with over the years. I've had some really terrible experiences with sleeping bags, cheap and nasty, or just not doing my research and looking at the grading. So if you're not already aware, take a look next time at, you can even Google the sleeping bag that you own. It will tell you what temperatures it is suitable for whether it's to negative 5 negative 10 more or less it could be that it's not suitable for the negatives at all in which case you will be very cold if you go camping in winter in south australia i'm currently running a darche cold mountain 1100 so it's bigger than a single but smaller than a double and it's perfect for myself and i can fit multiple pillows in there if i like it's not really suitable for two people. You would really need two of them and connecting them together. If you're one of those people that likes sharing sleeping bag space. Um, but it's the good thing about the size of this sleeping bag is I can either use it on the queen mattress. We both sleep in our sleeping bags separately during winter because that's a more effective way to circulate your warm body temperature around. 
And it's also a good size sleeping bag because it fits into my single swag. Now, I'm not a huge fan of my single swag during winter because I have had some experiences where just because it's lacking in proper ventilation, it doesn't allow the, the temperature of my body to circulate and adjust to the ambient temperature outside. So it tends to build up condensation on the inside. Um, if you haven't seen photos on my Instagram, it is a Sahara single swag and it has two openings, one at the top and then one where your head is. So it doesn't have anything where your feet are and I was finding that it was creating a lot of condensation. I did email them and ask them if they had any advice on how to set the swag up appropriately so that it would ventilate better. I never got a response. So what I ended up doing was just leaving the Velcro part at top, on the top slightly undone and praying to God that it did not rain on me. So in terms of camping gear, it's pretty straightforward, right? I've got a tent, self-inflating foam mattress, which is really good density for the climates that I camp in, a decent sleeping bag, and then obviously don't forget to bring your pillow. I'm one of those people that brings my pillow from home. I've tried various types of pillows over the years and I've found that the one I sleep on at home gives me the best sleep while I'm camping as well. If anything, sometimes I sleep better camping purely for the fact that I'm on a firmer mattress Although I have just purchased a new mattress at home, which is quite permanent, it's very lovely, but that's another story. Um, but bringing the pillows from home, and then what I do is I'll usually chuck on a pillowcase that I know is going to be comfortable, but that I also don't care if it gets dirty, because obviously we're in the great outdoors and things get thrown around the cruiser when I'm packing up at the end of a camp trip. And sometimes I'm not very thoughtful about where they go until I get home and unpack the car and realize that such and such has been thrown on top of the sheet set and blah -de blah Another thing that I think is worth noting is what you wear to bed at night. Um, and I know that we all camp in different ways and I certainly have changed my methods of camping with age and with my body not really responding so well to an uncomfortable sleep. And then obviously we factor into our camping prep, whatever our financial situation is. So over the years, obviously progressing in my career, I have a bit more of a capacity now to invest in more quality items. And I'm not saying that um, alternative brands aren't of the same quality. There is certainly a com competitive market out there and we don't both my partner and I don't both run the same sleeping bag brand. He has something completely different, which is designed for extra tall people. And it has a whole lot of more room in it, which we could probably both share together if we really needed to. But yeah, look, what you wear to sleep also matters. And this is another thing that I've learned the hard way, just having some really rough nights camping in winter. And I haven't even managed to camp in the snow yet, which is a huge goal of mine. And Thank you, COVID 2021 hasn't really been the fulfilling goals type year when it comes to my camping bucket list. But what I have learned from speaking to other people who have camped in the cold and, and I've trial, trial and error so many times myself, extra layers does not always mean extra warm. So by adding extra layers, you're not allowing your body to work with your sleeping bag 
in circulating your body heat around. So generally speaking, if you've got a good quality sleeping bag, you've got it all zipped up the way that it should be, then less is more. So ordinarily during winter and lower temperatures, so I'm talking not really into the negatives here. It's probably been more around the zero degrees at most, sometimes sort of negative three or four. Uh, I would still wear flannelette pajama pants and a t-shirt and sometimes I'll add socks because my feet are almost always cold and I wear socks most nights anyway but make sure that your clothes are dry and clean as well and whilst you I guess to take into consideration that whilst you might not have really done anything that day and you might have just been relaxing beside the fire cooking up a storm which is generally what we're doing sinking a few tinnies Um, your body still excretes sweat and your clothing becomes dirty from the outside element. So that sometimes prevents you from then, I guess, the cooling and heating mechanism of the human body isn't allowed to function as well as it could. And look, I'm just speaking generally here. This is not necessarily science. Um, It's my own personal experience and my own understanding of what I have learned over time. So I guess in saying that, ideally it would be good if we could always have a shower before we go to bed at night, like we do when we're at home. But sometimes when we're camping, that's a little bit difficult. So at least by changing into clean clothes and having a comfortable sleeping bag, mattress and pillow situation, you know that you're going to at least achieve somewhat of a comfortable sleep no matter the temperature 